Merry Christmas and happy holidays, friends. I am. This is the last episode of 2022, and I'm very excited to be sitting down with my good friend and music collaborator Nolan Hubbard, who just released his new single. Um, and it's actually pretty cool because his first is the first single that he's released where he has recorded everything, produced it himself, and mixed it himself, and then released it on all platforms. So it's a really cool to pick his brain on kind of how to streamline that whole process in house by yourself, if that's something that you are interested in pursuing. Nolan and I also work with a few friends where we have a collaboration and we're going to put out some music in 2023 and we kind of talk about the process of getting together and sparking creativity and how it's important to co-create and, and collaborate with with your friends and other people that are into music too and it's super inspiring and, and just gives new life into the art you're trying to make. Well, with that being said, I'm really excited to talk to Nolan. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Remember that you can share and uh, rate this podcast, which helps other people find it too. Thanks for your support. I started this back in June this year, and it's been an awesome, awesome experience, and I've learned so much, and I look forward to putting out more episodes in 2023. Have a good end of the year, friends. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, sick. All right, we made it happen, my man. We made it happen. What's going on, Nolan? We did. It's uh, not too much, man. Good <laughs> to talk to you. I, uh, I know we saw each other kind of recently, but um, it's nice to, you know, nice to have this hour to kind of talk to you. And catch I know. Up. Yeah, it's always fun to just kind of sit down and talk about some music-related things, and kind of gets me inspired after I have these conversations to work on some stuff. So I'm excited to do some of that after our call uh today and work on some things Absolutely. gotta hit the gym though you know we're in a in the middle of a con a fitness contest um <laughs> okay i didn't know it was a, a full-on contest i, I well, haven't been a you know i haven't been keeping keeping scores or anything but uh you know i hope i'm keeping up to the boys I... <laughs> well i guess we should fill anybody in that uh you and i uh, you also obviously you release music on your own um, through your own platform and stuff. But you and I and uh, a couple of our other buddies, some of them have been on the podcast, like uh, Ty and Jordan. But Nick hasn't been on. I'll have to sneak him on to an episode. We're soon. trying to but get him. Yeah, <laughs> the five of us sort of have created this uh, monthly get together of writing some music, um, and then from that we have also stemmed some Apple Watch fitness contests. So it's the start yeah, of the new month, and, and I want to get ahead on the leaderboards. And you know what? I, you know, I'll, I'll out myself and say that I am the, the, uh, I'm behind in the, the Apple game. I, I'm a, a pixel user, a Google pixel user. I don't know if, uh, anybody knows what those are, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. it's like an obscure Google, obscure. Phone. Yeah. I feel Google like they're pretty thing, popular. Right? <laughs> you think people have heard of this Google thing? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do need to, you know, get the tech to, to keep up in that regard. Cause I, I, I love these little competitions. I, I always see, uh, I know we've talked about our shared interest in podcasts and the, you know, the sober October kind of thing and, uh, what, like the, the Joe Rogan podcast. And, um, yeah, they, they always do a competition on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've always been like, oh, it'd be so fun if I had a couple friends and we, uh, you know, pushing each other and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a good time. You basically close the rings. So it's just me, Nick, and Jordan in on it. But you close the rings on there, and then you know you get points for your calories burned and sta for standing. And then there's um, calories burned, and then 
I think it's just like exercise minutes is the other one. You close all three of those rings and then you get a bonus for doing it. So it's like, it keeps you kind of thinking about, <laughs> all right, shit, I got to burn <laughs> those calories and then I got to do my, I got to stand up and move around. So it's been, a, we've done it for like four months now and it's been definitely pushing me to, uh, to get out there. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's kind of fun when you, you're doing it with your friends. It makes it, makes it a yeah. little less of a, just kind of a, you know, beating yourself up about not closing your ring or whatever. It's, it's fun because it's with your friends. Exactly, man. And that's, you know, that's what's been fun about starting our uh, side project together, which I'd love to talk some more about too, but um, absolutely, I, I know you just released one thing I wanted to talk to you about real quick is the, the new single you just put out. Yeah, no, I, I what, did um, you put that out like three weeks ago or something. Uh, what was the date on that one? It was, I think the 8th of November. If I'm not mistaken, okay, yeah, eighth so or ninth. about a month. Um, but yeah, just at the start of last month, and uh, it was a song called "Will I Ever Know." And um, yeah, no, I've I've had that one kind of in my live sets for maybe three or four years at this point. I wrote it quite a while ago, and um, it's always been a song that um, I'll tell you a couple little stories about this song. I, I it's always been one of my favorite songs to play live. And I think it's a little bit different than some of my other stuff in terms of like the, the style of it. And mm-hmm. um, it's always one that's connected and, uh, it's felt good to me to play in front of friends and audiences at shows and that kind of thing. Um, and actually, so I remember about three, four years ago when I wrote it, um, I showed like the original demo of it. It was just like a voice memo on my phone. I showed it to uh, Nick Babcock and, and Layla uh, of Your Paris. Um, and, you know, we were we were all writing together at the time and making music and that kind of thing. And um, I showed the song to those guys and uh, they enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, one day I remember I got a call from them and I had, I'd sent them that demo over email like a month or two prior. And, um, I got a call out of the blue one day. They're like, Oh, are you going to record that song? Like, are you going to do anything with that? And, um, at the time I was kind of like, ah, no, I, I was working on some other projects and I was like, ah, it's just kind of a, a new fun song of mine. Like I don't really have any big plans for it right now. And, um, they asked if, if they could record it and they actually, we like, you know, started laying down demos for it and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you can uh, agree that sometimes, you know, you start a project and life happens or whatever it is. And, um, you don't get around to it that time, but, um, yeah, I, it was almost, uh, it was almost one of their releases at one point. And, um, you know, I would have been honored to have those guys. I was just in the moment. I was like, Oh, I, of course you guys can sing my song like that that's really awesome so i've never had they were gonna ask they were gonna put it out on on their through their profile at one point or on their, yeah like they, they were gonna record it and do all their awesome oh, harmonies shit. and like do their thing with it like they're oh, that's cool they're awesome and so I, there, I would love to hear their version yeah i was gonna say is there is there a your parents version of that song that is kicking around or was it just an idea that they would maybe have done it because that would be pretty cool a little remix so here's the thing i think there is like a, a voice memo of them singing it together like they had sent me a a little voice memo of them like here's kind of the idea we had of the harmonies and it sounded you know 
they're just both incredible singers. So I was yeah, like, and Angelic. Oh, Angelic is, you know, <laughs> the, just one of the many uh, adjectives there. But um, yeah, no, they, it sounded amazing. And I was, uh, you know, I, I think it just, for both of us, it didn't happen in that year or th- at that time. And um, I, so, yeah, I guess recently uh, I've, you know, had some changes in life and that kind of thing. And um, that kind of just inspired me. I'm like, oh, I have this song that I've been sitting on forever. And um, it's always kind of been a little, uh, a little close to home for me and something that I've continued to play at almost every set over the years. So um, I'm going to try and record it. And I was kind of like re-examining how I uh, approach recording music on my own. And, um, I was like, this is a cool songs maybe try some of these things out with so did you already have some recordings of it or did you just kind of start from scratch for this uh release on it like you just redid the guitar and all that stuff well so i yeah i actually um i'd worked with a a producer friend two or three years ago kind of thing as well and um we had a little demo version of it It had some really cool parts that actually like kind of inspired the uh the copy that you know came out recently um, like some of those original ideas from that demo, like I just remember some of the, some of the phrasing and some of the, the production ideas we had going there. Um, so there was an old version of it and it was going to be, you know, it was going to be on a project at some point, but, uh, yeah, recently I, I just pulled it right back to the version that I've been playing live for so many years and mm, wanted to start kinda- right from scratch there. So when you had this, like, because I always find that's kind of tricky too, man. Like, you know, you have this idea that's kicking around in your head. You know, you like the song and the structure and it feels good to sing and it's right in your wheelhouse or whatever. But, um, and you kind of have this nice gem of a song that floats around with all these ideas that you're like, okay, this feels like me and this feels like something I would want to put out to represent the music that I want to write. So it's always interesting to like think about how you pick those certain songs and then ultimately to you know because did you produce everything on this or did somebody help you out with it too so uh for this one i i like with what you're saying like i i've i've always really uh that's something that's always been at the forefront of making music for me is this thought of like um you know the way the way that i play these songs live the way that i wrote them with just me and my acoustic guitar i think i'm a pretty um I've always been that way. Like I've always admired the John Mayer, Jack Johnson kind of guys and um, just the guy with the guitar. Like I, I like the the songwriting craft at that level. Um, mm-hmm. So something that's always been challenging with producing music and working with others and that kind of thing is trying to maintain this version of the song that I create live. Cause um, you know, it, the way that I've, play my live shows and I play solo is, um, you know, I use a lot of elements of percussion and, um, you know, big dynamic shifts and those kind of things. Those are always the things that excite me and, um, that I like Mm -hmm. to try and, you know, uh, communicate in my music. Um, and so, yeah, like whenever I'm playing these songs live, I, I have this kind of idea in my head of how it would sound if there was a band with me. Okay. But it's, you know, just kind of this fragmented, um, you know, vague idea in my, the back of my head. Like, it's it's really only me that's, you know, heard the song in that 
that intimate of a form. So uh, it's always been strange for me to try and maintain the original feeling that I have when I write a song and get that out uh, through the produced version. So with yeah. this song, it was um, it was just me. Like I, I, I actually sat here in this bedroom that I'm sitting in right now, and um, I and this very microphone I'm speaking through. I I sat there and I recorded everything through this microphone, and I did it the way that I always envision music, uh, the creation of music going for me, which is just a very like kind of free flowing process. Like not this mm-hmm. thing where I'm I'm stressing myself out over exactly perfectly positioning the microphone and having the room treated, you know, yeah, exactly the way that um, you know it's supposed to be and all that kind of thing. Like I've always loved the idea of just being able to come home, sit down, and pick up my guitar and plug in and like share something. Um, so I really tried to maintain that through this whole song. Like I. It really just started um, with just me playing the acoustic guitar exactly the way that I play it at live shows. And even on the final recording, um, I think it was the original guitar take I took like four or five months before. Like when I had the idea, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I might want to try and release this <laughs> no song. Way. So just one day I like put down the guitar and um, sounded good enough that I just rode with it the whole way and um as i had time over the last few months um between you know some of the other things i'm doing in life uh whenever i had time i would sit down and just have fun with it like just mm-hmm. really you know raw kind of uh, the big thing i did on this record was like I, I never um i didn't put any effects on anything like there's there's really no fx tracks on on any of these uh on any of the guitars or anything obviously there's like a little bit of distortion on some of the electrics there's like um you know i might have put the bass through a an amp designer but uh otherwise everything is just either right into di or um it's just me and this microphone and there was a lot of like because kind of the thing i wanted to get across was this like kind of slappy um you know the the rhythmic kind of thing i do when i just play it with my acoustic guitar i was like how do i yeah that like that's in a bunch of john mayer and jack johnson tunes too where you kind of slap your thumb on the guitar string and and you get that percussive thing so all the drums in that track are like a percussion on a acoustic guitar you didn't actually like sample some kicks or something in there Uh, all there is in there is um you know, there's like a, you know, I'll, I'll out myself. I'm a splice guy. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there's like a, there's a kick drum and there's a, a snare. And, yeah. Okay. Nice. And, and I did have some fun this time. And, uh, actually Nick, who we, we were talking about earlier, he, uh, he inspired me and he inspires me a lot, but, um, he inspired me to look at how I do drums and I had showed him like a really early version of this song. And his one note to me was, uh, you know, work on your, um, like changing the velocities of your drum hits. So I, yeah, I will right. say I was really happy with like the way that, um, cause I, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a super, uh, like producing has not been 
uh, the main thing that I've done with music over the years. It's something that I've just kind of got into the last couple of years. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm pretty still learning so much from it. So I, I'm not, uh, not ashamed to sometimes just throw something down for four bars and loop it the rest of the song. Um, oh man, it's, yeah, it's nice. It can be inspiring too. And like lead you down somewhere that maybe you wouldn't have gone. And, and isn't that the point? Like to, if you're inspiring creativity that way, it's like, I don't know. I think it's a yeah positive thing. Totally. And I, I, I've, I've learned to detach any shame from it. It's like, here, here's me doing my thing. And I, <laughs> it's just kind of, it's, uh, it's going to sound like what it sounds like, but I, I'm, you know, it's kind of cool to watch the process. I, I sometimes go back and listen to older stuff versus what I'm making these days. And I, it, you know, it, yeah. it's cool in that regard to see like just where you've come on your own. Like even if it, you know, it's a different song, different context kind of thing, you know, like, you know, what was, what was behind making that song and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And you were, you know, going through all the mixing stages of it, recording all the stuff, you know, all of the, the guts inside of it, you know, you put all the ingredients all into it. it. Yeah. So you're, you, it's hard to listen to your song back and, and, uh, listen to it. Well, I don't know. It's like it only happened a couple of times or some, it'll be on in the background and you don't realize for a second that it's your music. And then you yeah. realize immediately it's like, that's the closest you can get to hearing it as a stranger. So <laughs> totally actually funny. It's, it's I, a weird thing. Um, I was driving around today and um it came on in the car but i was like talking to somebody in the passenger seat and it was like it was quiet enough where i i didn't immediately know it was my it was exactly what you're talking about and like for a minute i was like oh you know i I actually don't (laughs) mind my mix too much that's that's not too bad there (laughs) so yeah man um, going back on what you said about like producing too it's um as someone who like writes the songs and and you try to approach i feel like more and more people nowadays are are doing that where they you know they self-produce and they're able to build either a track like entirely or at least a demo of one that they could show to a mixing uh person or somebody who produces a bit further on it like but it's super super easy and accessible now to you know write a song on a piano but then build a whole soundscape to it like whatever you want to do um yeah you know it doesn't have to be so demo and so raw anymore it's crazy what you can do in a studio um that's in your bedroom or you know somewhere in a room in your house an office or something totally and one thing like i when i first was trying to record this song i I really thought for a while that i was going to do it entirely acoustically where i'm like i've just again always had this struggle of like trying to maintain that original feeling that I have when I just play it with my guitar. Um, so I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop, you know, kind of cut off some of the options and see how the song feels, um, just in its rawest form. And, but yeah, like what you're talking about, it's my bass was sitting right beside me. And that's actually like the thing that made me not want to make it acoustic. I picked up the bass and I started just playing a line over it. And I was like, oh, no, that's that's really fun. Like, I don't want to I don't want to limit myself here in that regard. Yeah. So. And then then you open the floodgates of like all the possibilities oh. of what you could do. Yeah. You, I got found <laughs> that the, kick drum on spice and oh, game over. <laughs> Away you go. <laughs> at least with acoustic, you kind of have a constraint where you're like, OK, I'm like. I'm not going to add a whole drum kit, so I'm not even going to think about it. But, you know, once you get into the whole world of things, it's like, 
you can go anywhere with it. It's kind of tricky to, then that's why I always think that it's good to be inspired by artists you like, but it's also a dangerous route because you could try to copy them too much and then you kind of lose yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and I, I sometimes realize that, um, you know, the music that I enjoy listening to is, is not always the, the John Mayer, or the Jack Johnson, like just the guys with the guitars. Like I like, I like house music. I like hip hop. I like stuff that mm. is, you know, vastly different from like, you know, the instruments I'm playing every day. Like it's so, so it, sometimes it, uh, I don't know. It, it pulls something cool out of me when I, when I go there and let myself go there, I guess. Like with writing a song or something or putting something together? Yeah, well, with production and, and what you're talking mm-hmm. about with like creating the soundscape. We have all the mm-hmm. options right there in front of us now. And it's, um, oh, it pulls some really cool stuff out of you. Like the other day I recorded a little video of me just playing the electric guitar for the first time in quite a while. And like just cranking the amp up and, and putting some gain on it. And like, you know, I... I I don't do you that shred, often man. Those, the, those tracks that we've been doing and with the with the guys, we uh, <laughs> you've shredded some wicked solos. Maybe I'll throw that solo in right now. And then Nick would be mad at us for <laughs> for playing <laughs> playing our demo. That's okay. It's a sneak peek. If if you've lost, if you've listened this far, we uh, you know we appreciate you. And we'll, we'll give you that. But, um, but yeah, you you do shred guitar though, so it's funny to hear you say oh, played electric in a bit because you uh, you can definitely pick one up and then just it's it's off to the races. It's pretty cool. Well, I appreciate it. I uh, I I guess you know. I, a little bit about my musical history. Like I, I started playing guitar when I was 11, I think. And I didn't sing until way later. Like I started singing grade 11, I think. So I, there was hmm. many years where I was just the kid with a guitar. Um, yeah. Like five or six years just playing guitar, just only doing guitar. And back when I, uh, back then, like my biggest thing, my favorite bands were uh, Metallica, Iron Maiden, um, oh, riffs for days. Yeah, like Van Halen. Like nice. these were my favorite artists at the time. Like ACDC. Like I, I was a big uh, rock guy, and I even kind of got into the world of like some like hardcore and some like heavier metal stuff. Um, I was really into metal too when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, we were all angsty teenagers and doing our thing, but um, I, I, you know, sometimes I, I pick up my electric guitar and go back to those days. Like I, I, I think I had hair down to, you know, like down past my chest and stuff. Like I, I was, I was so <laughs> sure that I was going to be a shredder for life. Like I was going to do all the <laughs> got a get, sweet got a guitar tattooed on my chest. <laughs> you know it. Um, so, you know, that's the past I come from and it's still, still something that I really enjoy. Like I, I love what, got, what 
sorry, what got you into guitar so early at 11? Ah, uh, it was... And, th- and then to stick with it, too. That's pretty uncommon as well. I don't... I, I've been doing some thinking about that the last couple of years of, like, what what really pushed me towards this? And um, I think... Yeah, I, my parents got me a guitar for my 11th birthday, and it was just a very random gift. It's one of those, like, <laughs> throw something at the wall and see if it sticks kind of thing. Like, they wanted to see if I had any interest in that kind but of they, art. But they're not, your parents aren't like musical or, or. No, no. My, uh, my mom, you know, she was in band all of high school and she still has a trumpet somewhere in the house. But, um, my dad was never, you know, they're music appreciators for sure. Um, always have been like, they like concerts and, uh, they've got quite the CD collection, uh, sitting in the basement, but, um, none of them really played. And I think it was just kind of a, it was a random gift idea. And, uh, you know, I just got one of those radio shack guitars. I don't know if you remember radio shack. <laughs> I do remember radio shack. I don't yeah, know that. Dude. I don't think I had one of their guitars. I had a Fender Squire. <laughs> it was like my first one, but <laughs> so basically I got like the, I got like the Squire version of a Squire where it was like, <laughs> did it say radio shack on the head of it or something? It didn't say radio. It was the, the brand was, <laughs> ion like it was ion that was okay, what it was okay. on the headstock but it was like it was it was like you know a baby squire so it's like the junior strat looking body guitar but um <laughs> definitely some you know some plastic parts and stuff like it was pretty that's yeah. one of those things where you could you could write a killer song with it, use it on there, and then that becomes a sound, and then that guitar is worth a lot of money. To, to well, buy. exactly. You have a jack. That's happened with like some, of. yeah, like blues old blues guitars. I think there's a couple of those that were on like oh, totally. those early records, and then later on they became famous, and then everybody wanted that guitar sound. <laughs> but it was just you the affordable make, guitar uh, at the time or something. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm gonna try and make a, a collector's item out of my old Radio Shack guitar, um, but. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a very random gift. And I think I just, it was just something I really enjoyed. It was fun. I remember I would like sit out in the garage and just crank my amp up and, uh, you know, play like the smoke on the water or the free birds, like all those kind of like early classic rock songs that everybody learns. Did, Um, Did you take lessons or were you just messing around with it? Um, yeah, I took lessons over the years for sure. Where like, I think my first teacher, we did a lot of, he was a blues guy. So I will say that he definitely inspired something a little bit beyond just like the, the RCM, like the, you know, you're playing like Ode to Joy and sight reading and that kind of thing. A blue scale is just so much stankier than a major scale. It's just something to oh, it. It's just like it is nasty. Yeah, <laughs> the no, scale exactly. Is nasty. So he was <laughs> he was teaching me some really cool stuff. Where like, um, yeah, it, it was like we would do the some of those beginner guitar things that I think a lot of people could say they they started with, like uh, "Dust in the Wind" by Kansas, like just to learn Travis picking. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he would he would teach me some of those kind of like uh you know industry staples of, of people trying to learn the guitar. Um but yeah, he would every once in a while he would 
you know, take me somewhere outside of the box and just like we'd go into some some like really old blues he'd be playing me some like you know muddy waters kind of stuff Mm. um and and i definitely think that just gave me a a better appreciation i think it was a little bit beyond just what i had access to at school or, or what have you um so yeah i took private lessons with him and then i in high school i had a, a guitar teacher and he had these really cool programs he would run where he uh, he taught a lot of different students and he he was kind of an all-around musician guy so he would teach uh he would teach bass to some kids he would do drum lessons and that kind of thing so um he had a basement that was like all hooked up with uh all the amps like Marshall stacks and everything had the drum kit and had everything hooked nice. up to record. And <laughs> uh, we were just doing private lessons at the time. And it was just kind of a continuation. Uh, like at that point it, it got to be like, what do you want to learn? And I remember I was learning, um, you know, cliffs of Dover by, uh, Eric Johnson. Oh yeah. That was on guitar hero. Yeah, and I was about to say you might know it from Guitar Hero. Um, so, so <laughs> that's that one a hard was one. That's uh, a tricky one. Oh, it was tough. It was like the Everest of my. I probably like, you know, I, I spent more time studying that guitar solo than any of my exams in high school, for sure. Um, but yeah, I really, I really had a, a better time with that guitar teacher. Or I just continued having a a further interest in music. Like it, it just became something that, you know, I, I played video games and I did a lot of the things that a lot of my other friends were doing, but mm-hmm. I had this kind of like, you know, secret life where I'd, I'd stay home and play guitar for a couple hours every evening. And That's um, interesting, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Cause it's easier to hang out with friends or hop on Xbox and play some call of duty or something. And, and how, oh, yeah, how long like, after high school did you release uh, your first album, like Luminosity, right? In 20. Yeah, Luminosity. It, um, yeah, you know, I started singing somewhere in high school and, and realized that, like, you know, playing an acoustic guitar and singing, like, people would pay you a little bit more money to do that than uh, to go shred in the corner. But, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, so I, I left high school and, and kind of committed full time to the music thing. I was like, I really want to, uh, That's I really want to cool. give this a shot and see where I go with it. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I think I was 19 at the time, just turning 20. And I, I moved to Toronto the first year after high school and I met, uh, Doug Romano and he's, a a producer in the Toronto area and he's done some really cool, cool records in his past. And, um, yeah, we met through a mutual contact and, um, just, we set up a meeting one day and, um, you know, he knew that I was kind of writing songs through this mutual contact and, um, we, yeah, eventually we set up a meeting and started talking and, uh, you know, brought the idea of an album up and, uh, I, I don't know, I, that was kind of the dream at that point was like, I, I would love to be in a studio and record an album and see how that happens. Like some of my favorite artists. Um, so did you have those songs kind of written before that album or did, did you guys sort of have a conversation about what the album kind of vibe would be and what songs you could write then specifically uh, for that? It was a little bit of both. Like I, I think that I probably had 
uh, five or six of the songs that you you can hear on the album written at that point before I even met Doug. Um, and then when I met Doug, I, I was just continuing to write on my own at the time. Um, especially when we had started doing meetings and stuff, like I was like, wow, I, I, this is my life now. Um, and uh, a couple of the songs on the record, uh, three of the tracks on the record are co-writes. And that was one thing that I got exposed to pretty early that I, I yeah. was really fortunate. Um, so when me and Doug met up and we decided to do this record together, um, we decided that it would be cool to go down to Nashville. He's He does that a ton for... Um, you know, for a lot of the records he produces. And so he goes between LA, Nashville and Toronto a ton. Um, okay. Is that probably where some of that, uh, that lap steel slide guitar I'm hearing in some tracks is coming from. Yeah, man. So, uh, he was like, you know, do you want to go to Nashville for a couple weeks? And, and, and you were like, with nah, some of the musicians. Like time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, please better things to do. Um, but, no, of course. It was like dream come true. I was like, that's, that's so cool. And, um, you know, he, he showed me some of the people that he, some of the contacts he had down there and I won't, uh, I won't go into name dropping or anything, but like you realize that like the community down there is, is so cool. Like you can, Mm. like some of the people that, um, you like meet in the coffee shop, like they've played on some of the coolest records in the world. Like some of my favorite records yeah. from growing up. Um, so yeah, I went down to Nashville for two weeks to make this record and that was where most of the, the session work was done. So uh, I had some really amazing musicians play on the record and, um, I like, it, it was just, it was kind of a whirlwind. I was, I was 19 at the time and, um yeah that's wild man but but i think i i really appreciated every moment of it i i think i gained a ton out of it and um yeah i I got to meet some incredible musicians and and me and doug went back to toronto uh that summer and uh did some more recording like did all my vocals uh noble street studios in toronto and um Mm. yeah just uh you know me and him sat together and uh, we kind of, we did a lot of the writing process together, a lot of the editing process. It was like, I, I came to him with all these songs and they were my first, uh, more or less my first batch of songs. Like out of the first 10 songs I wrote, again, like five or six of them are on that record. Um, That's crazy, man. That's crazy to think about because they're, you know, from my perspective, I didn't have any part of them, right? I was just listening to them. So from my perspective, they sound awesome they're like fully polished songs and when i think back to writing my first batch of tunes like there's not a chance they would sound that good <laughs> well yeah no I, I do have to give credit for sure where it's like um you know i i had i think i was fairly fortunate um to be surrounded by some of the music i was and some of the musicians so like i i you know i i felt good about those songs but definitely i have to acknowledge that like uh, Doug helped kind of uh, shape the final version. Like, you know, maybe shave off uh, half of the pre-chorus there or or change that chord and like that's that the there or whatever. 
that's the ultimate producer, man. It's someone that you can work with like that and you, both your ideas just come together and then it just pushes it all forward. And instead of there's this resistance and give and take, it's that's the best uh, yeah. working relationship for putting out a tune. Yeah. You know what? It was it was a really it, it was a really good experience for me to learn from where like Doug was awesome at um, you know, letting me be the artist and letting me do the things that I want to do and hear the things that I want to hear, but always you know, constructively challenging. Like he, he was, he was making sure that I, I thought about all the ideas and, uh, you know, if he had an idea that was different or if he had something that he thought was more, uh, you know, more accessible for a listener, then he would uh, bring that to my attention. So, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a good experience in terms of, um, me being able to do my thing, but also learning a ton from like real pros of the industry and um, yeah, being able to well, take those skills and do my thing. Yeah. And I mean, doing everything, well, like the capability to do everything in house by yourself. If you know, if you can play piano, you can play bass and guitar, you can sing. There's a lot of, um, you can do most of it yourself, but there's something to it, you know, sending off like a track and be like, Hey man, could you rip a guitar solo on this? Or, Hey, could you tell me how, this chord progression could be better or something. There is definitely like some value in having a community of bouncing the ideas around. But sometimes I just feel like I'm, I like I burden somebody or I'm get like, I know they're busy. And so me asking if they can help me, it's like, I almost feel bad about it. But anytime I've done it, it's been, a, it's resulted in a better uh, product. So I, totally. it's like one of those weird things where I resist it for some reason. Oh, I think we all do. I, I, I will let you know that you're not alone in that feeling because I'm the same way where I'm always like, Oh, but my baby, you know, I, I, I was going to say about, will I ever know the, the song that came out? Like I, I, I know myself to have a bit of demoitis. I don't know if that term is uh, known by as many as <laughs> what, I, what would you say? How would you describe demoitis? Demoitis is, it's like when you, <laughs> that first recording of a song, like when you first write a song and you lay down that phone memo and it's all you listen to in your car for like a couple of weeks, like you're, you become in love with that version of that song. You're like, that's kind of how this song is now. Um, you know, without even giving yourself the, the capability to hear it in a different light or, or have a different producer touch it or, or change something about it. Um, you know everybody hears it's like familiar differently but like yeah uh, yeah the the familiarity you, you kind of get this little bond with your your demo and uh for sure that happened with will i ever know where i like i laid down that original guitar and i was just like this is how the song has to go like i can't you know i i can't change the whole yeah core of the thing um so i i feel you i fight i fight change pretty often but um, <laughs> did you I'm have learning that? You, to you accept saying, it. You had demoitis with uh, Will I Ever Know? Oh, for sure. Like I, I will, <laughs> I will say I, I, you know, thought of the idea of sending it off to people to have their, you know, their elements added and uh, their kind of sensibilities added, but um, I don't know. It just kept feeling like every time I change something too much i'd be like oh i doesn't even feel like my song anymore you know yeah so I, I i in the end i ended up just releasing it my own mix of it my own uh production so that's cool that man was, i didn't know you mixed it yourself too that's sick 
I did, and this is actually the first song I've ever mixed. Um, I, or, sorry, the first song I've ever released that I've mixed. Um, right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I know that I'm not the, uh, it's not my craft necessarily. Like I don't have a ton of experience with mixing, but it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It felt like I wanted it to feel, I guess. That was the thing. Like I, I kept thinking about, uh, sending it off to someone else. And I, I, I did kind of let a couple friends have their, uh, have their way with it. And, I uh, try a couple things out and every time I tried to kind of separate that original mix that I was working with on the demo, like every time I tried to break it out into the stems and split everything apart, like it, it just didn't feel like the same song. So I, yeah, I don't know. Again, it's this demoitis we're talking about. Like I, I was really attached to that <laughs> original sound that was happening there. So it just eventually evolved into the final copy here. And is that something that you you kind of um, I guess strive to accomplish is to do most of the things, if not everything, um, you know, kind of in house yourself, where you you know you do the producing and you you don't have to go to a studio to do stuff, but you kind of get this. It's like who's that? Uh, shit, I'm forgetting the name of the one band, but uh, I love them too. Damn it, it's slipping my mind. But there's like some bands where they do that. It's like that's kind of the thing of the band itself is like what you're hearing is something that they've created and generated entirely themselves is like that's something you see your project going or you yeah okay okay cool uh i think so here here's my thing i i've I've had a big kind of internal battle with that whole question in the past couple years of like you know do i have the time motivations the um you know the internal willpower to to do all of it myself because it is quite the task to because at some point it, it becomes different skill sets. Like yeah. mixing a song is is totally different than when you have to be the writer or the producer. Like it's it's a different ball game entirely. You got to hear it kind of in a different light. And um, so, you know, part of me was always like, I I I want to be able to, you know, replicate my ideas or or you know express what's in my brain. Um, the most authentic way possible. So part of me has always wanted yeah. to be able to do all, if not most of it myself. Um, but like you were saying, it's like every time I do let somebody in and I let somebody come and make it with me, it uh, it always goes well. Like it's always a, a really cool thing. And I, I'm fortunate to have, you know, friends like you guys that we've been writing together lately where it's it's like people that I... I trust their musical abilities. I trust their ears and what they think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think that for my own project's sake, I love what I was talking about of like being able to come home and just sit down at my desk and do something totally like more or less self-indulgent. Like it's it's just me making my music the way that I want to hear it. I love being able to do mm-hmm. that. And I think I'll continue releasing music like that. I've got a song that I'm working on now that um, is very kind of stripped back. It's in that same kind of world of uh, this was the this was the song that I originally wrote and I want it to want it to sound that way. Um, but lately i'm I'm loving the freedom of like 
coming to a group of friends or, or a friend uh, with, you know, just kind of a motivation to write. Like no, no preconceived like, oh, it needs to be like this or I'm trying to write this kind of song or whatever. Just making music with people is such a, it's a, we're very lucky to be able to do that. Like it's such a cool uh, yeah. experience and it, yeah. it pulls some cool stuff out of you. Yeah. It's like, it's like an investment of time to get good enough, good enough at something that you can actually, you know, contribute to it and work on it. And it's even like you said, you know, producing is a whole other, um, a whole other hat in itself where you gotta be, you know, there's people who can produce music. They don't even play an instrument and you, they make these incredible, <laughs> these incredible songs. And, um, oh, so it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's an interesting way to uh, approach it, but something that I've definitely taken away from our get togethers with, um, with those guys and, yeah. It's just kind of getting over that hurdle of having an expectation of when you're sitting down, you're like, okay, well, I obviously want people to hear this, so I got to make this the most accessible song. So then, and now you're starting to put all of these things, these barriers in yeah. front of you before you even like know where you're going. So it's kind of a weird thing. Just sit down, write music. At the worst thing, you're just going to get some practice writing music. So you're already totally. in a good place. So totally. just kinda, I think it, it just kind of float on it instead, you know? Absolutely. I, I think music is a, is a couple things for me like I've learned to define my relationship with it a little better where it's like when it's just me alone making my music it is a chance for me to like spend a little more time and be a little more picky about like I need it to sound this way and, and maybe I'm trying to say something specific with it like I think it's okay to let a little bit of that preconceived in when you're you know you've got a vision and you've got a plan like I think it's it's cool to develop those ideas and uh, invest the time into them. But I also think music is one of those things that lets me just be totally free. And like you're saying, like there's people that um, there's there's people that you can learn so much from that like don't even you know don't even have remotely the same understanding as you. And I, I think that's that's so fun for me is is the idea of uh, letting the music introduce me to new people and, and take me different places. Like I've always thought it would be cool to um, let myself, uh, you know, let myself into some totally unfamiliar circles, like, like go do a writing trip somewhere, like go to Europe or something. And, and uh, yeah, with man. the intent of making just... some music with new people. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine. She was saying that I didn't know this actually. There's like a SoCan um, house that basically in uh, in LA that you can get grants to go, and then you can go stay at that house. It's really cheap um, wow. for like SoCan artists, and then uh, you can you know get an artist development grant or something from them, and then head over there, hit up a producer down there or something, or bring one with you, and you know you basically pay for a flight, and then you can live pretty cheap yeah. there, basically on the on the water, just writing music for a week. So. Um, wow. Those kind of things are cool, and I'd I, I'd be curious to know if SoCan has um, some of those other houses like around the other places in the oh, world or oh. just North America. But mm -hmm. it's a cool yeah, idea. And I'm I'd... sure. I wondered like how many things are like that out in Europe and stuff because that would be yeah like inspiring and uh, an awesome experience. So that would be a cool thing. I think so. And then just to kind of like put a bow on that question, yeah. Like I, in terms of my music and what I want to do with it. Um, I, I, 
it is kind of a, a self-indulgent thing. Like I, I love, I love kind of the experience I get of writing music on my own. And I, I think I want to always share that. I think it's, it's cool. And I, uh, it's cool to, it's cool to see the progress. Like I was talking about at one point where you, you, you watch yourself grow as an artist and, um, it's, it is like a, a self-fulfilling kind of thing. Um, but I also think I'll start releasing some projects with friends and, uh, not take it less seriously, but take away that expectation. Like we were talking about, Mm -hmm. like let myself just share more of the art. I think over the years I've been so particular of like, uh, you know, I put out that first album with, uh, some amazing musicians and an amazing producer. And, um, you know, it, it sounds, uh, really cool. Like there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of really interesting stuff happening there. And it's kind of a hard uh, bar to live up to, um, sometimes, but, but I'm also realizing that, uh, you know, how, how valuable it is to me to just be able to do that. Like the fact that we can get together on a Saturday once a month and like all have just a, an awesome time. And it's, it's a, a social thing. It's a tradition. Like it's, it's, yeah, it is a, it's something that brings me a lot of joy. So I, I think that's, uh, at the end of the day, that's the best part about it is it's just something fun. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always look forward to them. And the, it's cool, man, like just thinking about, you know, what's the song going to be about and you try to find a message of it. And it, what's cool is that they always get started pretty fast. And it always makes me curious to wonder, like, how how does like each time comes with a different idea. Yeah. Each time you start, you're like, OK, we're going to start a new song right now. Let's go. That's you, you just opened up some weird doorway that now you're going to sink down that hole tomorrow. That would be a different experience entirely. So totally. it always makes me wonder how how we just sort of drop into some of those tunes i know sometimes it's like does anybody have a riff that they've been messing around with but then you know right. like we were talking about with producing where that riff can take you so many places so but uh, it's such a fun practice and and then to have you know the rest of the guys there to bounce ideas off of and then it, you can you can come to a quick solution super fast and uh i appreciate that nobody's really like my idea needs to happen nobody cares about that which is also refreshing no exactly i um it I think we are very fortunate. Like I, I think in some, some instances in my music career, it's, it, it hasn't always been like that. Or like there's been a little bit of pushback or it's, it hasn't been as seamless or it's, you know, it takes a little bit more effort to, to, you know, have something be not contrived, like not an idea where it's like, ah, oh, but I just didn't like, I, I've been in writing sessions sometimes where it, like you leave and you just have a little bit of a bad taste where you're like, I really wish it went this way or whatever. Um, Mm. I think we are very fortunate. It's one of those, uh, we're pretty lucky in the sense that like we're four to five guys that all, um, you know, everything that comes out, like we, we just kind of understand, um, our own capacities with it and we trust each other. I think trust is a big part of it. It's like, I, I just, yeah, I trust that you guys are going to, you know, keep doing something cool and, and it's going to, the end product's going to be something that feels good. Yeah. All yeah. Right. We, we can't let it, we can't let it suck. Nobody's going to let it, <laughs> let it be bad. No, no, exactly. There's a, did you, there's did you a ever play in bands of, and stuff too? Um, yeah. You know what? I, 
back in that, what I was saying in, uh, in high school with that guitar teacher I had, one thing he would do is, uh, he would have this program where he would take a couple of his students that he knew would kind of gel together. You know, they play the similar kind of music. Uh, he would bring us together and let us have like more or less band practice in his basement once a week. Um, Mm. so, you know, he had all the marshals and all the drum kits set up and everything. And, uh, for three or four years in high school, I, I played in bands and, um, we played at a couple of the, the venues in Kingston. Like we played the mansion a bunch of times. We played overtime sports bar in Kingston, a time to laugh. I don't know (laughs) any Kingston listeners. That's the, that's a throwback right there. Yeah. It was a, it was an old bar downtown Kingston. I remember like playing our first shows in high school at the mansion and we're like, Oh my God, like the tragically hip have played here. Like (laughs) we made it now, you know? Um, but it was, uh, yeah, I had some band experience back in high school. Um, but you never did like, um, what's up? Like, uh, like an after high school kind of like, you know, all of all, you got like four bandmates and you're all kind of writing music together and releasing it on a platform kind of thing. You just, you like, you didn't do anything with those. I never got to the, I never got to the point where, um, you know, we had a name and we were going to release on Bandcamp or or whatever it was back Mm. then. Um, but we did, um, we did start writing. I I will say at the end of high school, at one point we, we kind of had the idea we'd played a couple shows at that point we were feeling really comfortable like playing covers in front of people and we were like oh it'd be fun to try and write a song and i, I remember we we ch- we don't, we started recording one i never heard the demo of that or back, <laughs> but um i i would be really interested to hear what that sounds like but um in i will say i, I toured with a band for a couple of years uh, around ontario uh, after i put out luminosity i I had a, oh, okay. a couple of really good friends in Toronto and uh, we put a four piece band together. Sometimes it was a trio, um, but it was just like mm-hmm. me, bass player, drummer. And uh, sometimes we'd have a, another guitar player come along, but um, that was really fun. And I, I really miss that to be honest. That's something I want to get back into. And obviously COVID but, has kind of slowed a lot of that down, but um, yeah, it's tough too. Like the band stuff, it, it can be hard. Like you can obviously it works and you can find great combinations of people that release great music together. And the band itself is an entity entity, like, you know, the Lumineers or like the head and the heart and stuff like that. Um, yeah. but it's, it's also, it's so hard, man. It's so tricky to, to, I found one of the things that was hardest for me was I always wanted to put out music and I wanted to write songs that felt really good, but it was just kind of moved too slowly with so many pieces and so over the years that's kind of i feel like why i've shelled things in a bit more but not not entirely obviously like i still work with a bunch of people when i'm writing but you know i've like you know learning piano or learning electric guitars and learning how to produce and layer things and just to so you can hear it and look at it all in one space it just sort of made things go by a little faster so that i could release more music and um that's what i always found tricky with with not the right ingredients of a band you know Totally, totally. I mean, everybody has like their own life going on and stuff. Even yeah. in, like when we shell the music in, it's like life will sometimes just take over. And mm-hmm. but if you have four four different lives going on, I totally hear you. And that was always a a thing that I noticed is that like it was so fun to play with those guys, and those are some of my favorite shows ever. Like for sure, because you you get some of that uh, creative energy that we were talking about when you like all the guys get together and record, like you get some of that on stage where it's these moments of just 
kind of trusting in each other in the moment and being like, you know, let's, let's go there. Let's push each other to do something, uh, you know, do something that maybe you wouldn't do on your own. But, um, I will say, yeah, it was, it was tough to schedule, like trying to get band practices together, trying to, you know, trying to be all on the same page when it came to the, like at some points we'd be like, ah, you know, do we want to, do we want to like make this more serious? Like, do we all want to kind of pitch in on whatever it was like rehearsal space or, uh, you know, booking shows and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it all becomes, uh, very challenging. So, but I, it does, man. I appreciate it all. The, hey. All the less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, learning, like I learned so much with playing in bands and stuff, but, uh, and that's kind of the thing too. Like I figured, you know, I ultimately, my main goal is to write music. I, I like writing and, and putting everything together and seeing how that can, how I can make something that my, I would enjoy myself, um, listening yeah. to it, you know, something that I would, I guess, you know, vibe out to. But, uh, one of the things that I don't know, it just gets like tricky to, to do that with, with so many people. And I don't know, I just, I just think that having it all under, under one space, you can kind of have the freedom to move between some other genres and, you know, get things out a little faster. So that was kind of the inspiration why, why I started putting out music just under my own name. Um, I guess what it, years 2017, I might, yeah, I guess two years after your release, I would have put out my first single, um, just kind of with that That's in awesome. mind. I was going to like, yeah, I was going to ask you a little bit about your music too. Like I, so you used to be in a band. That's my understanding. Is. Yeah, I started. That was kind of where everything started for me. Like it was. I remember a point in time being thinking, like, I don't know how I could write a song by myself because I relied so much on, you know, other people be finishing their parts and then helping piece everything together. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I, I think I always, I did at one point start just writing alone. Even when I started in that band, kind of writing songs, it was like I came to them with like all the lyrics and all the guitar parts and. Um, you know, they added their touches and stuff, but, um, I kind of had the opposite start where like, it was, it was just always me alone where I was like, I I almost can't picture letting someone else in on this. Hmm. I guess, yeah, I did bring them a bunch of like songs that were kind of acoustically done, but in terms of making it a song itself, I was like, I'm lost. I wouldn't know what to do with the drums or the piano. (laughs) That is, that's true. I, 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 (laughs) Even to this day, sometimes I'm like, I'm not a drummer, guys. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what rhythm would uh, <laughs> would work here. Like, uh, my, I haven't been doing my paradiddles or whatever. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that uh, that's what that's where splice that we were talking about earlier comes in handy, man. Because then you don't have to like you can hear it and then it's especially with the drums it already gives you the right feeling like it like you were saying with the um velocity like this the the volume on each individual hit if every single hit, uh hi-hat hit is the same velocity it's gonna sound like like a robot dude it's not gonna sound i know like it's like something got stuck so like the record skipping or whatever exactly man and like with programs like that then it kind of it doesn't doesn't slow you down with like making the project that you were trying to make. So that's where that's coming so handy for me. And then I don't have to always bother Ty and be like, Hey man, or Nick and be like, how would these drums go? (laughs) I can actually just fire something up and be like, okay, this could be, I could see how this would work. Maybe we'll tweak it or something later. But yeah, I I think that's a really good part of, uh, 
of doing it on your own too. Like we've been talking about, like, I think, uh, I think it's cool to, to develop your own skills in that regard. Cause I think that's why we trust each other maybe is, is one of the things is we've all done our own music where we've, we've each had, um, we've each had experience trying to piece together all those parts. We've all tried to, you know, make drums sound great. We've all tried to, uh, you know, build a full, fully produced track on our own. So, you know, we've all developed some of those skills over time. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a little more faith in like, uh, this is gonna, this is going to turn out all right. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of a nice thing too. Is that I I can't wait to start releasing our uh, our tunes with the what we've been working on over the last little while. I don't know when we're going to start doing that, but we'll have to do a podcast with all of us at like I don't know, <laughs> do it like um, release it the same day our first song comes out and do the podcast like an hour before and then stream it on here or something. Totally, I'm uh, I'm really excited to put some of that stuff out. It's, uh, it's been I know some I don't know what you you know music experience. Yeah, I mean. It's it's um it also helps with just kind of seeing things you can take you know, take little pieces of it home to yourself and, and mess around with like you know thinking of music in a different way so I think that's a super super um cool little tradition that we've started. Totally, I've been uh, I've been reading more because I'm like that that was kind of cool to take something from a, a story like in totally yeah, our... separate context and try to make that into <laughs> your own uh, your own art. Actually, you could see me on. Uh, you could see my video, right? Yeah, yeah. That story we based our last uh, our last um, song off of uh, the, uh, the uh, Stephen King the short story collection. It's called Nightmares yeah, and yeah. Dreamscapes. It's this. Look at this book. This book's massive, dude. Holy! <laughs> here's my here's my head for reference on that. <laughs> for anyone not uh, looking, it's like, it's like halfway down my face. It's it's just about two hunter like two two books to one hunter is what we're looking at ratio. That's here. the ratio right there. Yeah, man. So it's got a lot of cool short stories in it. But we we wanted to do something dark and weird, so we picked a zombie thing and apocalypse, which was cool to write about, but also have the vibe of the super happy uh, jam. So it's, oh, yeah, I man, it's I, fun. I, I like the uh, I, I really like the contrast there. It was cool inspiration. There's uh, it's, yeah, some, a lot. Sometimes to be I find I take a. Yeah, man, I find sometimes I take myself a little too seriously or something when I'm writing music by myself. It's a little, it's a, it gets a little too stiff sometimes. You got to like loosen up and and be like, you don't don't get frustrated. Just like enjoy what's happening, you know. Just because oh, it's not 100%. sounding right, you can't get angry with it, or then it's gonna be shitty. So it's cool that we all have each other there to have um to help things move along, and and that's kind of just helped me on my own, just to be like, all right, just relax, just write some music, man. <laughs> totally, me me too. I. I <laughs> I leave those sessions and I'm like, I need to, <laughs> I need to try and keep that feeling alive. But, uh, that fun we just had. Yeah. And I mean, we could, I mean, I could easily talk to you about this stuff all night. So, but, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll call it, we're at an hour now already. Damn dude. Yeah. Wow. Well, we, um, we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, there's definitely a couple more things I wanted to ask you. I mean, like just in terms of where you're going with your music now, do you find like, are you are you trying to release an album or something? Are you building up to that? Or are you just kind of putting out singles that you that you are like, I feel good about these and now here's what I'm putting out? Um, it's a weird way to approach it now. There's so many people are like, you got to have a, a strategy for releases. You got to have publishing and all these things. So it gets a little bit freaky to try to release music nowadays. It, it's a lot. And, and I'll say that um, 
over the past couple of years, I, I continue to like go in a little bit of a circle where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take it less seriously. I'm going to take it more seriously. Um, I think right now I'm, I'm really enjoying the process of um, this new approach I've got, like doing things a lot more on my own and um, just some of the recording techniques. I, I think I've really changed how I like the, the freedom I have with myself to, to make the music and have it sound the way that I want to. Um, so I think I'm going to continue this trend with the most recent song I put out of, of doing things uh, on my own. And I, I think that I want to put out, uh, I want to put it together as some kind of EP or an album in the next year. I, I think definitely I, I would like to push myself a little bit to, to put that together. And, um, I definitely have all the songs written and I have actually, you know, forced myself to write out the set list and the, or the track list, I suppose. And yeah, um, I, I'm, I definitely have a project that is, uh, more or less ready to record. It's, it's just, I, I'm enjoying the process of, uh, learning more about how, uh, what the best way to record for me is and, and mm-hmm. how I, uh, you know, feel the most authentic about the art. So, uh, definitely going to keep releasing some singles, um, but it's 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 towards a project for sure. And I think uh, I I do want to hold myself a little more accountable to you know some of the promotional things that I had focused on with the first album. Like I did a lot of media for uh, for Luminosity, did some radio interviews and um, some articles and that kind of thing. And I think that. Um, you know, as I get a little more free time in the next couple of years, like I, I think I'd like to re-explore some of those avenues. So yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm ready to take it a little more seriously in the next couple of years, but at the same time, uh, do it in the way that feels the most authentic and the most fun to me. Yeah. Not, not putting that pressure on of like, yeah, it can get hard to be, you know, you're like, I got to have a song that, that, you know, everybody hears and it goes viral so that I can actually have a career in this. It's, it's tricky to be like, obviously you want to have uh, be self, you know, being self-sustaining in music would be the coolest thing, but it's not always, that doesn't necessarily mean like it's that or nothing, right? Like you can still no, exactly. write music and release some great stuff. And over time, you know, who knows what will happen. So I think it's one of those things that some people get really frustrated at. And I do too, from time to time where totally. you're like, what am I even trying to accomplish right now? And, and you know, you got to like recheck yourself sometimes. Totally. And I think I've, I've, I have a bit of a better relationship these days with that, where it's mm-hmm. like, I, I used to beat myself up pretty bad. And, you know, I, I, oh, I wish, uh, I wish more people heard that or like, you know, I'd let it kind of the metric define the, the fulfillment of it. But I, I think lately I'm, I'm like, I want to take it seriously because I, I think I, you know, it deserves that from me. Like I, I, care so much about music and I'm very passionate about it, I guess. Like I, I, I enjoy it so much that why not give it the chance to be heard? Uh, but at the same time, yeah, you don't attach that, uh, you know, that expectation to it where it's like, well, if it doesn't get heard by everybody, then it's no good. It's like, no, I it, Yeah. I think as long as you put it out there, that's the, that's the fulfillment for me. You put it out there and you, you give it the the love and attention that um, it deserves. And, and that can be yeah. in the ways of promo and trying to get it 
uh, shared to more people because it, you know, it, I think songs have the uh, the ability to mean something and 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 instill a little bit of a a feeling in people and even some change. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know where I heard this. It was like a quote or something that someone said on a video, but it was like, you know, don't you don't want to don't die without getting that music out like you know those ideas that you have and those demos that you were thinking of yeah. and those songs that you were letting around kick around it's like you know get them out get them out <laughs> that's what i mean like it, just for yourself like you know don't don't hold yourself uh back from saying what you got to say yeah i mean that kind of keeps me motivated and stuff to to be writing some some music it's like you know i'm the only one who's gonna put it down and i you know i enjoy like the process of building the demo together and then finally releasing it. And so if I'm not, if I'm not doing that, then nobody else is doing it for me. So it's one of those things that, you know, that, that in its own keeps me motivated to be like, all right, well, I have an hour tonight. I'll just do a couple of things and, and maybe I'll try something brand new and we'll see where it goes. But I try to, I try to squeeze it in as, as much as I can without the idea that this is going to be my next big song that's going to make everybody aware of the music i release totally. you know it's just i, I think it's, it's, uh, practice. it's our identity a little bit like it's like mm -hmm. makes us feel like ourselves like I, I definitely feel that where it's i whenever i have that hour i there is some little voice on the shoulder that says like you should play your guitar man like you should you should try and uh try and push that ball forward for yourself you've got some stuff to say so there's um a hit there's a sweet book that I think you would dig. Uh, I gave away my copy to a friend of mine that I did a podcast with here. And uh, she's like a poet and she writes some books and stuff. But uh, it's basically this book by Stephen Pressfield who it's called The the War of Art. And um, okay. it's basically about the concept of like, I think it's um, resistance that, you know, all the factors that keep you from like expressing this uh yep. whatever art form it may be that you that you for some reason have a passion to to say or express um and it's just it's a really cool book it's pretty short it's like each each one is like a chapter you know resistance in like the form of this or socializing or you know feeling guilty and all sorts of things and dude i like yeah. there's been so many times i'd read through it and then you'd stop because you just feel like you're like i gotta write something i gotta <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> but, that's, uh, it's uh... a cool book that's cool then and the book's working apparently if it if it gets you to do that yeah. yeah i haven't read it in a little bit i gave it away a while ago but um and then but I, i'm probably gonna get another copy just to it's one of those cool things you don't have to read it front to back you know it's not like a story or anything you just literally right, open it up yeah. to a chapter and read a couple pages and it's on something it's probably some bullshit you've been doing to procrastinate <laughs> <laughs> exactly it calls you out right there yeah no, essentially uh, i'm gonna check it out for sure because that's uh always something that i i mean i'm sure i'm not alone but it's definitely something i know the the resistance it's plenty of resistance in life oh yeah oh yeah um sweet man well i could obviously talk to you all night but i guess we could we could wrap it up here we could do an episode two yeah. in person that would be pretty sweet that would be fun and i i think we should because i uh yeah no there's definitely plenty more i could talk to you about and i you know it's uh, it's good to have this uh, this open avenue to talk to you and uh, learn some learn some stuff from you and also just you know ask myself some of these questions that you were uh, posing. It's a, it's not often you get to 
talk, you know, mm-hmm. about the, the the bigger picture of all this music stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, man, it's interesting to think about. Did, speaking of, did, before I forget, did I know you had um, a demo that you were kicking around that you were going to send my way? I don't think you sent that to me yet, did you? I'm not actually razzing you about it. I'm actually I'm just making sure I didn't miss <laughs> no, your email. You know what? And <laughs> I, and I know I said I was going to do that this week. I I actually recorded the guitar last night. Or I tried it a, a couple times this week where I just like did some different approaches, different microphone angles, all that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, no, I got the guitar recorded. So um, <laughs> you give me another day or two and uh she's all yours we can, uh, hell yeah and see what we do with that one yeah yeah man and i'll say this too i do really appreciate you and and um you being so open to you know hey send me a song i'll kick around some ideas or just tell you what i think whatever it is man i appreciate that uh your time and doing that always oh yeah absolutely and it's the exact same thing man like i i very much appreciate the you know, the opportunity to, to meet you through this, uh, thing we've been doing with our friends and, um, yeah, I guess yeah, that is how know, we kind of met. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we've, you know, we've followed each other for some time now and it, like, uh, like a lot of these things, it's like, we've virtually known each other for forever. It feels <laughs> yeah. like, but, um, no, it's, it's been great to, uh, get to make music with you and uh, same goes, man. Anytime you, uh, you know, want to send something we should we, we're gonna make some cool music together i think so yeah man i'm really yeah. psyched to start releasing some of our project to the world um we, i'm get i'm gonna guess 2023 we'll have our first one out we got it what are we doing oh i think so it's it this is the year nick if you're listening <laughs> to 2023 it's coming out <laughs> <laughs> he knows he knows he knows um sweet man well okay so obviously nolan hubbard on spotify wherever you're streaming your tunes you got that new single out now and then obviously the rest of your music is awesome too um but where can people follow you on like social media or some other stuff you got going on or anything you want to mention there well i appreciate that and um the only i will say the only real avenue i'm using these days is instagram and uh it's nolan h music n-o-l-a-n-h music and uh yeah no i i'm definitely going to be releasing some more music soon so that's probably the best place to keep up with that you can also go to my website it's just nolanhubbard.com and uh, i do intend to use that a little more frequently so uh that's that's where you'll find me and um yeah no i've got got plans for sure so i'm looking forward to putting more music out all right, dude. Well, shit. Let's get part two going when as soon as we can. And I appreciate you. Thanks for doing. Thanks for doing this call yeah, with me, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me, and uh, it's great to talk to you. And we will uh, we'll do it again soon. All right, brother. I appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Yeah, have a good one. And there goes the last episode of 2022 with Nolan Hubbard. Make sure to check out his music online and follow him on all the social media. I also have a new album coming out in 2023 along with a bunch of singles that I'm really excited to share. So thanks for your support on my music and this podcast. And I will see you in 2023. Happy New Year's, friends. Happy New Year's, friends.